Well, they say the movies are quite the talk of the town, but I prefer to idiots to kind of dumb things down. So, settle in and here we go, it's just two idiots radio. Hey, welcome everybody, this is Just Two Idiots Pod, my just name is Colin, and this That's is my co-host, Colin. Robbie. What's up everybody, what's up yo? You know, I've had some Joe and I'm ready to go. I'm just piping, oh. piping hot. I don't know what that means, but I'm ready to talk about this movie, El Camino. Yeah, El Camino is the follow-up to the series Breaking Bad. It's been released on Netflix. So if you have the Netflix and you've seen the Breaking Bad, <laughs> watch the movie. Uh, yeah. Just turn it on the old TV, tube TV. So we're doing our episode on El Camino. But before we get on to that, uh, you got anything else we want to cover? Maybe anything concerning a certain podcast from last week? Ah, yes. I was hoping you would bring that up. So, as you very well know, we are, um, well, idiots. And there are two of us. Okay, watch it. Just two of us. Occasionally we say um, <laughs> silly things and make complete fools out of ourselves. And so we would like to do a uh, kind of retraction of a statement we made last week. This is the Retort Report. So last week we uh, did our Thanksgiving tribute to the Tom Hanks biopic about uh, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, the wonderful fella from the neighborhood. But... I think one time we called it the wrong title. We said... Uh, it was definitely only once, for yeah, sure. That, well, do we have that clip? Let's play that clip. Tom Hanks. Got a movie coming out. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, I believe it's called. It's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. 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 So that was definitely more than once. Just, uh, that might have been at least twice, but it is not Won't You Be My Neighbor. <laughs> what is the title of this film, Colin? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, the actual title of the film is, what is it? Uh, <laughs> it's not Won't You Be My Neighbor. <laughs> it's literally all I can think of. It's, um, it's A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. Which is all, it's, they're both long titles, okay? My brain can't handle it. And they're songs. They're part of the same song, you know? Yeah. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> so we would like to apologize for that incorrect statement. If uh, you would like to send in your acceptances to our apologies, you can find us at twoidiotspod at gmail.com. Go ahead and hurl a big digital rotten tomato at us. Ah, speaking of Rotten Tomatoes, the film we're going to talk about is not considered a Rotten Tomato, El Camino, starring Aaron Paul. But it is on the site called Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, what is that uh, freshness rating on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, she fresh. It's at a 90% of the overall Rotten Tomatoes rating. uh, Golly gee willikers. Okay, with an 82% (laughs) in the audience score, uh, which, yeah, is... Pretty darn good. I never really know, like, how to count these ratings. I'm wondering when we started taking Rotten Tomatoes seriously. I remember when that used to be a joke site where people would go on there and just make fun of movies, but... They are God now. Bow down to the Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) Just imagine a really squishy king. (laughs) Everybody bow. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so El Camino, uh, it's all directed by the same guy who did the, the series, uh, Vince Gilligan, not an owner of an island. Um, kind of disappointing, but it stars Aaron Paul as Jesse. That's the worst Jesse. Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Yo. So it stars Jesse. doesn't star Jesse. Well, it does star Jesse, but it stars Aaron Paul as Jesse. And then another human also named Jesse, Jesse Plemons, who plays like one of the main antagonists and oh, other God. humans who we will get into when we go into the more spoilery zone. Ooh. But yeah, do you have any um, kind of non-spoilery thoughts? Actually, yeah. Since you brought it up, I was kind of curious about... Phone's ringing. <laughs> when did we put a phone in here? <laughs> Not a new one either, like one from like 1960. I bought it from the guy who performs our theme song. <laughs> Do you like a new telephone, see? <laughs> oh, it seems as though we've got a phone call. We've got somebody on the line. That's kind of Still early going, huh? Yeah, just going to keep ringing. <laughs> so who do we have on the line there, Colin? Well, in this old phone that I definitely have caller ID on, uh, it looks like coming out of Tallahassee... Um, yeah, let's just uh, let's let's pick her up. They're persistent. They're not hanging up at all. <laughs> Hello, this is Just Two Idiots Pod. Yes, is this the CVS? CVS. Uh, uh, no, no, sir. This is uh, Just Two Idiots podcast on uh, film and pop culture and everything in between. No, I just need to fill my prescription on the Mucinex DM. Um, well, I don't know if we can really help you with that. How did this guy even get through? Um. Uh, we're talking about uh, El Camino. You ever, you know, have you seen El Camino? Oh, no, I don't drink any cappuccinos because, boy, do they anger the blood. Of course, when I was a kid, you could go down to the store and you could get a cappuccino for a nickel. You could grab a piece of bubblegum on your way out. All right, well, what about Netflix? Have you ever watched Netflix before? Well, I don't know if I've ever gone fishing with a net, but I tell you what, put a couple of sprinkles... Even you could put a red hot down there, that's the legend goes, and those fish, boy, they'd come right up, right into your boat. All right, well, uh, I, I think that we'll come back to uh, Mr. Wilkins at a later time. Yeah, uh, let's, uh, we're, we're, we're just, we're going to put you on hold, we're just going to put you on hold real quick, okay, we'll check back in. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, on that note, I say we change our mode and move into the spoiler zone. Take us away. Let's fly into it, if you will. Flying into the zone. I don't know the rest of the words, so. All right, spoilery time. Yes. You have any initial thoughts? Yeah, um, so. <laughs> Doesn't sound like you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll start it off. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some things I enjoyed about this uh, this movie was the cinematography. I think some of that was really well done. Uh, this uses a lot of time lapses uh, in this movie, so they've got a lot of time lapses, which is where they <laughs> lapse over, <laughs> over varying times, display the passage of time, but in a short amount of time. But it appears to the viewer... 
as if it were a long amount of time. Ah, yes. where they lapse from one point in the timeline to another. I see. I understand. Right. Yes. But no, they <laughs> they had some really cool. There was like there's one scene that really stuck out to me. It's like this um, this top down kind of cross section of an apartment that he's kind of ransacking. And uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that done in a film or a TV show or anything, really. It was kind of cool because it was almost like an architectural kind of blueprint view, but with yeah. Jesse kind of moving in like all of the rooms at the same time over a time lapse. That was, was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I wish that I had seen this a little bit further back. I would have mentioned it to you, but I just kept it a secret to myself. Uh, so deal with it. This is mine now. Oh. There is a special featurette that's on Netflix as well. It's about you know 15 minutes long where they talk about different scenes in the film and the production. And they actually bring up that scene of Gilligan, you know, Vigins McGilligan working with McGillicuddy. Yeah. <laughs> working with Aaron Paul, and they show a clip of that scene. That one stood out to me, too, how they do that kind of overhead. That's something, you talk about the cinematography with this, Something that I really like about the film, it feels like Breaking Bad, again, but it's like they have more skill in their filming prowess and their camera work, but it still uh, feels very much Breaking bad -y. Yeah, it keeps that same that same style, which, I mean, it should. It's the same yeah. same director. I'm, I'm assuming he's he's probably got some, some of the same crew guys that are with him, just more seasoned. They've... They've sailed the many seas of experience and come out more, more better. How about that? They're salty dogs at this point. Hey, baby, salty dogs. <laughs> That's much more difficult to work a camera with a hook and a peg leg, but hey, they get it. They found done. a way to do it. Just <laughs> uh, Something worth bringing up as well. Uh, We'll see about that. Nah, nothing we do is worth bringing up ever. No, except to the life. police. We talked about this before. I rewatched uh, a majority of the final season of Breaking Bad to give me a kind of a refresher on what happened prior to this film. Uh, whereas you picked up where you left off. There's been quite a few years since you last saw the series finale to now. And so it's, we'll be getting both perspectives of that. Someone who has revisited that story and someone who's kind of moved along with it see you made sense. that sound really like purposeful like we were trying to get two perspectives on something but really it's just me being lazy and putting off stuff <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't have time to rewatch the last season before we were going to do this episode and i was like i just got to watch the movie and we're gonna we're just gonna hope that like the one minute recap at the beginning of this is enough and yeah. let me tell you it wasn't <laughs> And, of course, I wasn't doing this in preparation for the film. Literally the only thing I ever watch are... I started episode three of the final season of Breaking Bad, and I just rewatch it over and over again. I've been doing it for the last nine years. Um, it hasn't even been out for nine years. It's, it's ruined my life. <laughs> so, uh, what's the time lapse that has actually occurred in the storyline? Uh, yeah, so from when the last season was released to this movie it's roughly six years um which you know isn't a long amount of time but it's enough time for me to like forget a bunch of stuff and i don't know if a lot of the people that have seen the show are going back and rewatching it if they want people to do that or if it's meant to be kind of i don't know taken kind of in the i don't know what i'm trying to say but taken cold 
coal. Yes. Colder than a freshly opened can of baked bean beans soup. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's honestly all I remember about this movie is the soup. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, sloppy. Whether <laughs> whether that's because of the proximity of the soup to a dead body that's laying on the floor, <laughs> or just the fact that it looks and sounds disgusting. Uh, just like cold, coagulated, gelatinous beans of bacon. Yeah, just and it got stuck in the can. He's like hitting it. He's trying to like get it to come out. He's like, come on. He beats that can like it's a guy in a cage underground, just beating the crap out of it. So let's talk about some of these characters. We obviously we're referencing Todd here as uh, portrayed by Jesse Plemons. We still got that same like twelve-year-old sociopath kind of character showing up here. What a weirdo! Good. This character—he's so nonchalant with what he, how he does everything. Like I wish I could kind of take that approach, not to like murder, but just. <laughs> I know that when I kill my housekeeper, I make a big deal out of it, and I just need to kind of mellow say, out and have some soup. <laughs> they're gonna say I make a big bowl of soup. <laughs> Big old bowl of beans and bacon. We got a uh, a bald elephant in the room. We had a character, an actor, appear in this a film. Bald elephant. <laughs> <laughs> who is it that I'm talking about? Who makes this appearance? Jesse. What's well, not Jesse? But he says. Uh, uh, Jesse's yeah. in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walter White makes an appearance as uh, one of the many cameos. Yes. Um, yeah, not necessarily a. A scene that has a lot to... He doesn't really have a lot to do no. in these scenes. It's just I mean, kind of more of a interaction between him and Jesse, and it's kind of just some things that they say that kind of builds upon his character and where he wants to go and uh, stuff like that. But, yeah, it's not, like, super super pertinent. Yeah, but, I mean, if we didn't have Walter making his cameo, Brian Cranston making his cameo in this film, then who else would we have been able to have to choke in the middle of a restaurant while watching Jesse eat fruit. I mean, there's nobody else. <laughs> really a masterful performance, yes. <laughs> Cranston probably saw that and he's like, really? This is what you brought me back for? I want an Emmy for this. Probably. I don't know if he did. <laughs> he's got to win at least one, right? He's got something. There he, if <laughs> I need five teenagers with attitude. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Teenagers, it's time to cook. <laughs> You're the blue meth ranger. <laughs> Yo, I don't want to be the yellow one, bitch. <laughs> I'm the pink man ranger. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, beautiful. I got to get better at that soundboard. <laughs> what did you think about our uh, main antagonist of El Camino? Uh, Neil Candy, portrayed by Scott MacArthur. Uh, so yeah, I was really confused by him because they really lead on that this guy, they've interacted before, him and Jesse. And I, okay, so since I haven't watched the last season in a long time, I was like, okay, well maybe they have. And they even have like an interaction where there's like kind of this aha moment where he goes, or he's, uh, Jesse stares at like the side of his truck and he's like, and then the guy sees him, and then he goes, oh, I wondered when you'd remember me. So I was like, oh. So they did, like, interact yeah. in that last season. But 
But no, they. I guess they. I guess they didn't, did they? According he to pulls you, pulls off a mask all Mission Impossible, and it's Walt underneath there. Pulls his face Time off. Time to cook. Josh, <laughs> it's just a vis- It's a circle. The whole series never ends. <laughs> Time loop. It's like a Dark Tower thing going on here. Uh, no, yeah, he's. I had to research this too because he made that appearance and he made that statement. You know. I was wondering when you'd remember me. I'm like, well, at least somebody does, because I sure don't. And so I Googled it, and no, he's he's a brand new character. I think that the candy construction or candy welding, whatever it is, mm, candy welding, mm. whatever it is that he does, they do maybe make an appearance in the series. But even if they don't, that's kind of explained in the film. Yeah. Um, and it didn't feel forced to me. It felt very organic, and it was subtle the way they did it. To where if I hadn't Googled it, I would have accepted the fact that, yeah, this guy was in it. I just don't remember this crew going in there and welding and blah, blah, blah. But either way, we got some of those flashbacks you were talking about. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I felt about that because if I had watched the – I wonder if I would be conf- – I mean, I was going to be confused either way. But, like, I feel like if I had <laughs> just watched the last season and then watched this movie and then he goes, I wonder when you'd remember me, then I would also be like, what the hell? <laughs> we're just gonna start making never, crap up they've never seen each other until like this movie but then i was also confused when i saw it because i was like all right i don't know this guy but i'm sure he was probably in that last season and then he wasn't <laughs> jesse just turns and looks at the camera and he goes yes i do remember you you are the guy who and just goes into a long monologue about my name story. is jesse pinkman <laughs> turns and looks off camera right vince <laughs> You got it, Aaron. Good job. Cut. <laughs> you got the Vagilla McGinn seal of approval. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy? I don't know. He's just a yeah, talking bubble. Breaking bubba bad, dead. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to talk about the real villains of this movie, and that was <laughs> that's Jesse's parents for riding on hardwood with Sharpie. <sighs> Who writes on hardwood with Sharpie? Uh <laughs> Psychos! <laughs> Parents of That's drug dealers! <laughs> of course their son went on to make meth. <laughs> this movie has a moral to it. And it's don't ride on the trim of your house, fancy hardwood. That's a gateway drug to blue meth. It was a nice house, too. It was. Yeah. yeah it's a nice, some of that nice, rich, nice, rich brown wood as wood is but <laughs> but it's protected with like a derringer and then a nazi ruger kind of have the oldest guns i know i saw that and i was like it's like they raided the set props for the last crusade and also tom and huck <laughs> he just pulls out a whip <laughs> these derringer bullets are weak powerful weak <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh that that just threw me for a loop in the middle of the movie so i had to had to give that a good old mention so here's here's a good old quickity question for you quickity quackity question and oh. as vince gilligan would say <laughs> <laughs> we just we've turned him into this weird character that i don't i don't i've never i don't even know what he looks like but i imagine he just looks like gilligan from gilligan's island that's he all does. i'm floppy picturing. hat floppy arms Those big old floppy hat. hey guys that's, I don't know what Gilligan sounds like either. Ice again, c- c- cut. <laughs> Call this man an ambulance. <laughs> so that question I was going to ask you like five minutes ago. Ah. Uh, so do you do you think this film's like Solo at all? 
Like a standalone yeah. film? <laughs> no, like it's not. A solo Star Wars. Star Wars a solo. Wow, <laughs> solo Star Wars story. <laughs> well, you are definitely not fluent in three million forms of communication. <laughs> what do you mean? Is this like Solo? So, so one of the one of my ripe gripes about Solo uh, was that I felt like it was a Star Wars story that was not needed to be told, and also I didn't think the story was necessary, and then it was also trying to follow up a performance in movies that were almost impossible to follow up, especially in in Solo's cases because it also you were recasting uh, yeah. Han Solo slash Harrison Ford. They're the same person forever. Yes. (laughs) Harrison Ford was not acting in those films. It was just Harrison Ford in space. That's not how acting works. (laughs) I said knock it off. (laughs) That's all I say when I do Harrison Ford. But how that relates to this movie, I feel like this was kind of an unnecessary story that was told and also trying to follow up what I felt was a very satisfying ending Mm -hmm. so i feel like that was going to be kind of hard to live up to for me i know some people i've I've talked to have really liked this film and like i said i i thought it was good enough i didn't really think it was bad (laughs) obviously (laughs) as by saying that i thought it was good (laughs) but i don't know i just feel like maybe it wasn't needed and and for that reason it kind of suffered for me what what are your thoughts well, on that? Let me respond to your statement by saying you're not just wrong, but you're stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, wow. I, I I am in uh, concordance with agreement uh, to verify words that you just now uh, vomited into your microphone. <laughs> I <laughs> start classy and messy. So I agree. It wasn't absolutely necessary. I don't know if I would compare it to Solo 100% because I think that I enjoyed Solo more than I do this because Solo is something that I, I continue to process and I'm like, they have chances to expand upon this because I don't want to spoil it, but with the ending of Solo, we've got a chance for an entire new branch of the tree to go out with that storyline. Uh That'd be great. Yeah, you're not getting that. You're yeah. not getting that branch. It's not happening. They chopped that tree down, but but that's Fine okay. What did me? <laughs> but I'm okay with that. But with this story, it was fun. It was cool, but it wasn't exactly enriching. Um, Would you say that it was rad? Yo, that was totally rad. So, <laughs> but uh. The way that the series ended, Breaking Bad's final season, they kind of weaned us off of Jesse Pinkman. He became less involved as it went on. We cared about him a little bit, but it's not like in the earlier seasons when the two main characters were Walt and Jesse. We lost Jesse, and so his escape at the end of the series, riding off in the sunset, that was good enough for me. I think that was good enough for most people. Um, Yeah. I think that this film... uh, both benefits and suffers from the fact that I don't think it was made for the fans. Um, I think it was more made for the money. Gets McGilligan. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do it all for the money. For uh, it green. Vance Gagilibin and Aaron Paul and all those people that kind of revisit an old familiar friend and Breaking Bad. Um, 
In fact, that's the theme song. When it starts off, we have someone shot in the face and you, you got a friend in me. <laughs> no, I think that they did it, you know, to, to go back to a familiar place. And it was fun. Did I get anything from it? Not really. Yeah. Like, it, it kind of just retold what I already assumed yeah. happened. And for that reason, I didn't think it was needed. I mean, I just assumed once he got out, like, got out that he got away because what I mean what fun would it be if he gets out and then just gets immediately picked up by the police (laughs) you know I think everybody that watched Breaking Bad is rooting for Jesse so that's where I would think that the majority of people are taking him is they are taking him to the best possible outcome which we do which we get to see here it's just kind of go well you imagined it so this is here it is in actuality and it's fine you know, it's it's more concrete. It just kind of, but it just, yeah, it just kind of retreads what I kind yeah. of already imagined him doing. This isn't a film that I was sitting there stewing going, man, I really wanted to know what happened next. I mean, there are definitely potential sequel, sequels out there that I am sequels. thinking that way about. <laughs> but. <laughs> That's the best sequel <laughs> That's the best seagull I can do. What's the seagull sound like, Colin? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they sound like the Death Eaters from like Harry Potter. Or like the the things from Lord of the Rings, which you haven't seen. Why do I? Keep... I've seen the Two Towers out of context. <laughs> but uh, no, there are there are many more sequels I would like to see. Uh, this one though, I didn't hate it. It was fun, like I said. It was like a roller coaster kind of thing. It was, as Martin Scorsese put it, it was like an amusement park in film. He said that, actually. Yeah, but he said that about the Marvel movies. That's what made everybody so mad. But he clarified his statement recently. You can Google that. And Also, why does anyone... I mean, I get it. He's a established filmmaker, but who cares? Yeah, that's... I mean... I mean, the dude can have an opinion. Yeah. Okay. I would like to hear your rating of El Camino on a scale of one to five dead housekeepers rolled up in a carpet. What would you rate El Camino? Dead housekeeper fruit roll up. Um, (laughs) That's the worst thing I've said today. Um, (laughs) So out of five dead housekeepers rolled up in a tube of carpet. (laughs) <laughs> what would I give it? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go right smack in the middle. We're gonna give it a two and a half dead housekeepers in carpet. <laughs> we just. Um, well, it's probably more like two housekeepers rolled up in carpet, and then one rolled up in like a beach, or half of one rolled up in a beach towel. <laughs> Why do you give it that rating of two and a half? Well, bodies? good. Let me clarify. Um, yeah, like I said, I think this this film it's made well. And, like, all the performances are great. Uh, Vince McGillicuddy does a great job of, you know, translating that same style of Breaking Bad, but also kind of adding to it at the same time, like I said, with some of those kind of filming techniques, the time lapses and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the thing that it's going to bring down my rating is the part where I was talking about where I just didn't feel like it was necessary, like a necessary storytelling option. At the end of the day, I... I don't know. I feel like this is a movie I'll probably <laughs> forget about at some point <laughs> down the road. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I watched that. Uh, I think. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking about this sucker. Um, okay. Well, I'll do you one, 
what would you rate this film from one to five cold coagulated gelatinous cans of bacon and bean soup out of five how many would you give it go i would give el camino i'd have to give it three cold coagulated gelatinous cans of bacon Bacon and and bean bean soup Three whole cans of it. Three full servings. That's a family that's of a, six. That's a normal dinner. <laughs> that's a lumberjack supreme. Uh, <laughs> I'd give it a three there. Uh, like I said, it was fun. It wasn't anything that I couldn't have done without, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like visiting an old friend who never left his hometown, you know. I never got anything new out of it, but it was, it was kind of cool to see, you know. A lot of holes in the drywall and stuff, Kyle. You know, worth seeing, but it's sorry to say it's pretty forgettable. I would go back and rewatch seasons of Breaking Bad before I come back to Gintz Gulligan's uh, El Camino film. <laughs> to me, it felt like some fan service just where it's like, oh, remember this character? Remember this character? Or like, hey, do you remember this character? And you're like, maybe. And you're like, well, too bad, because he doesn't actually exist. Remember him? Yeah. No, you don't, liar! <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you made that up right now. Well, if you could hear that, that means we're out of time. Yeah, if you guys want to go ahead and get a hold of us, uh, you can through several forms of media, of which we will now list. One of those is our Instagram account. And what is that? That Instagram handle is the number two idiots pod at Instagram.com. <laughs> <laughs> I keep wanting you to say that. Or you can just find us by searching up just number two idiots on Instagram. That's right. And if you want to email us, you can. Uh, that's a two idiots pod at gmail.com. Again, that's the number two idiots pod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments suggestions um things like that hey we'll we'll give it a look well uh that's our show we hope you enjoyed our dissection and review of el camino the latest installment in the breaking bad franchise yes thanks for listening guys this has been a podcast so we'll see you next week we're just too idiots